This, this is the Maimir Bila Mos Lenatzach, which the Rebbe said, Hey Menachem of Tovshin Chof Hey, which was the Siyam Amiras Kaddish for his mother, Rebbe Tzinchana. And then the Maimir was edited and published in Tovshin Memches at the end of the Shleishim for Rebbe Tzinchaya Moshke. And the main theme of the Maimer is about why there is Misa in the world. And what it'll be like when there will no longer be such a thing anymore. And how we will get to that point. And how a little bit in our day-to-day lives we experience a little bit of that already. That's the main idea of the Maimer. Okay. Bila Mavis Lenetzach, Omocha Vayalakim, Dimami Al Kol Panim. Death will be swallowed up forever. This is the prophecy of Ishio Anavi. Isaiah the prophet says, Death will be swallowed up forever in the times of Mashiach. And Hashem Alakim will um, wipe the tear from every face. Mavo Adme Maharash, Bamaimori Dibramaschalzeh. This Maimer of the Rebbe is mostly um, a commentary and refers back to several times a Maimer, it's actually two Maimorim of the Rebbe Marash, uh, a Maimer called Dibur uh, the same Dibur Bila Amovis, and also the Maimer after that, Rav Tos Rivam, which was uh, more uh, um, explanation of the same thing. Okay. So it, con- it continues to go back to referring to the Rebbe Marash's Maimer. You'll see many points in this Maimer. So the Rebbe Marash explains in his Maimer with the same name, Why will there be no more death in the Messianic future? Because at that time, like it says in another prophet, like, like Zechariah says, the spirit of impurity will be removed from the world. So the two are related. There'll be no more death. Why? Because the spirit of impurity will be removed. But how do we understand that exactly? So we're going to understand this relationship between no more death and no more ruchatoma. We'll understand that First, by prefacing the reason that's explained for the verse that will be brought later, a verse from, from Bereshus about the Chetet Tzadas, that through the sin of the Tree of Knowledge, death was introduced to the world. In other words, that death and the sin of the Tree of Knowledge are connected to each other. They're connected one to the other. Here's the concept. What happened from the Chet Eitzadas? What effect did it have? It caused the mixture of good and evil in the world. What does it mean it caused the mixture of good and evil? Well, how was it before? Before the sin, there was also Ra in the world. Evil existed. Ella, however, Sha'oz Hoya Hara Muvdul Mahatoiv, Ra was separate from Toiv. Bhiadua, Shabitrila Sabriya Hoya, Mother Eclipus Lamata Mahailamis Digdusha. It's known that before the Chet, meaning at the beginning of creation, there was a special compartment or stratum for Klippa in the world. And it was beneath the area where Kedusha was. Obviously, we don't mean this spatially, like there's a place where you walk down some steps and then you, you know. But what does that mean? It means, I'll give me an example. You know, there's a famous story about the little girl who came to the Rebbe in Yechidis with her family and she was worried about nuclear weapons, the proliferation of nuclear weapons. And she asked the Rebbe about it. And the Rebbe understood that she's a sensitive little girl and that she, uh, you know, she needed an answer. 
So the Rebbe asked her, he said, the, the knife in the drawer at home, in your kitchen, is it good or bad? And she said, it depends how you use it. So the Rebbe said, it's the same thing with these things. Okay. So what does it mean, toiv and ra are mixed together? It means the potential for toiv and ra. Or let's let's hit closer to home. Let's hit a little bit closer to home. Before the Chet Eitzadas, Adam and Chava had no shame. They were naked and they thought nothing of it. It meant nothing to them. I remember when we were kids, we used to harass each other. We used to say, your epidermis is showing. You ever do that? Your epidermis is showing, right? Okay. So when Adam and Chava, before the sin, if you would tell them, you, you know, your reproductive organs are exposed, that would be about as hilarious as saying, your epidermis is showing. Like, no kidding, my epidermis is showing. What of it? Because, again, there was no tairuvas teivera. There was only one way to use these body parts. There's a mitzvah, pruravu, that's it. Who, who thought of another, who thought of anything else? Who could think of anything else? And what did Ra mean then? Hmm? What did Ra mean? What do you mean it's separate? Ra. So Ra would mean something outside of yourself. It was not part of the consciousness of a person. That's why, by the way, for the, for, for the first Chet, the, the Nochash had to come. It was outside. It wasn't in, in, in an internal Yetzahara. It was an external force that had to come and trip them up. It wasn't something anyone would have thought of. Masha'in came after the Chet Eitzadas, people are very creative. And they think of their own creative uses for things that Hashem made. For the, you know, things that exist, like, you know, the kitchen knife at home, or like different body parts, and people think of their own uses for that. That's the Ra. The Ra means not the way it was designed to be used. So Tairuvas Tevra means that a person encounters something in the world or part of himself and he has the ability to even perceive that you could use this in a way that's not strictly in line with its purpose. That you could figure out a hack. Then after the Chet Eitzadas, there became mixture of Tevera in the whole world. In fact, it got so mixed that it's, you don't even find any case where <coughs> you don't have Tev without Ra. Ra without Tev. They're inextricable now. There's always a way to to misuse something good. And there's also a way, maybe not a direct way, but there is a way of getting a good use out of something bad. Maybe just by avoiding it, you know, by not having a relationship with it. But there's no Tev without Ra now, and no Ra without Tev. <coughs> this is what it means. The Pasuk says, Hashem is talking now after the Chet, and He says, and now, at this point, after this sin, maybe, lest they send forth, or he send forth his hand, and he'll take from the the Eitzachayim, the tree of life, and he'll eat it, and he'll live forever. The Rebbe asks a question. Seemingly, 
Adam was created to live forever. In fact, the whole reason he was told, don't eat from the Eitzadas, is in order not to die. Because if he wouldn't have eaten, eaten from it, he wouldn't have died, ever. Don't eat from the Eitzadas, because the day that you do, you're going to die. Not you'll die that day, but you will become mortal. So then what does it hurt? What's the problem if now he's going to go back and eat from the Eitz HaChayim and he's going to live forever? He was designed to live forever. You just hit Control-Z on the Chet Eitz You just go back, to, you know, undo. But Al-Tareb explains, since the Chet Eitz caused already, that the Ra got mixed into the person, right? That now he, he got creative. We'll call it, he got creative. He got clever. He figured out that there are alternative uses for things. Since it made him clever. Now, what does now mean? Now we have to worry he's going to go eat from that Eitzachayim and live forever. Why? Because if he will live forever, now the Ra that's mixed in with him, inseparably, inextricably mixed in with him, is also going to exist forever. So the Rebbe says a chiddush now. According to this, we can suggest that the whole reason that the Chet Eitzadas caused Misa wasn't a punishment. It was a necessity. That at once the Chet Eitzadas did its thing and that sophistication got introduced to the human psyche, became part and parcel of, of the human psyche. Now there had to be death in order to not allow that Ra to have an eternal existence. If there's potential for good, why call it Ra? Why dismiss it as Ra? It's Eitz Hadas. It's not Ra. It's Das. If it's, if it's misused, then it's uh, Ra. But why jump the gun and say it's Ra? I'm a Urav of Tevi Ra. Why call it Ra? Right. It's not inherently bad. It's an Eitz Hadas. But the Das is the knowledge that things can be misused for personal pleasure. And that's considered Ra. What's Toiv and what's Ra? Like it says in Tanya in Perek Vav. Kedusha is only that which is bottled to Hashem. What's Kedusha? You know, clouds and angels with harps. and Kedusha means Bittel. Bittel means the Ebeshter steering this car. Like the obvious Hein Hein Markova, right? So I have no personal preferences in the matter. I'm just, I'm just showing up, reporting for duty, sir. Once it becomes already that I have my own preferences, and that's the, that's the das. The das means that I know what I like. Like, uh, oh, uh, sir, would you like uh, some uh, dessert? Uh, oh, I really shouldn't. Uh, okay, fine, what do you have? Um, you know, just give me any one, I don't care. N- not that one, actually, that one. Okay, so that's that. Now, is it like the worst, most blatant, egregious example of evil? No, but that's in the category of Ra. Not that one, that one. You know what you like. So who are you doing it for? You're doing it for Hashem and His agenda? You're doing it because you have a preference. So once already that Das exists, that there's a preference, that's Ra. But the Ra comes right back with the reproduction of the next human being. So it's a cycle. Why not leave one Ra straight versus killing it off and starting it again? Just get it over with and finish. <laughs> 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 <laugh
The Ra is forever, just going to no, come back. No, no, the Ra is not forever, because right? that's the whole point. But there will be no more Ra. No, but I'm talking about in the, in the initial phase when you have death. And so you wouldn't have Ra. Okay, so for this. So if not for the death, you wouldn't have Mashiach, bottom line. If not, right? Yeah, that's right. If it wouldn't be that people die, then Ra would exist forever and won't be able to bring Mashiach. So it's a necessary part, unfortunately, it's a necessary part of us getting to that point where there will be a perfect world. And there will be no Ra forever, there will only be Toy forever. But Ra in this case it doesn't mean bad. That's my question. That's my question. It's interesting to be the same word. Translated as self-interest. No, but the Eitzadat is the case. Through the Eitzadat's Nasa, through his Rav there was real Ra. Ra was brought into the equation because of the Chetz of Das. The Chetz of Das itself necessarily wasn't, necessarily wasn't Ra, it was Das. Look, because of that, you had Tarubis. Let me, let me say something that I have no real confidence is an Emesar Vort. <laughs> but I'll just put it out there. I do believe that there's something... And I'm way out of my league when I'm speaking about this right now. Just I'll tell you, but I do believe there's something sort of quantum about the whole idea of Tairuvas Tevera. The change in the world was a change in the consciousness of the person. Did Ra exist? It existed objectively. It existed. But there was no tairuvis tevera. What does it mean, tairuvis tevera? It meant when the person was able to discern that potential for Ra in things. So it's the person's ability to recognize that potential for self-interest in everything in the world that is tairuvis tevera. So the mitzias is sort of a reflection of a certain consciousness. The tairuvis the Yeah. If there's a small potential of Ra, you already bring tairuvis Ra. There you go. There you go. Once you have one way of misusing it, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. V'yesh loymer da hamisa ba'olam shenesa al yedei chet eitzadas he misuvevis mechet atzmai. Now, furthermore, we can say there's a real causal relationship between the misa that was caused in the world through the chet eitzadas and the chet itself. Life is only Kedusha. Kedusha is life. There's only one source of energy in the universe. The Abish is the only source of energy. That's the only life. There's only one, the only Chayas is Dveikus and Elokos. And Mavis is Ra because Ra only gets the highest that it can be Yainik that it can siphon off from Taif. So the fact that through the Chetetzadas, Ra got mixed into the person, meaning the person became able to see the potential for misusing things, which that is called Mavis Ruchni, spiritual death. From that was Nishtalshal, actual death. Because what is Ra? Ra is an absence of true life. So conversely, this when Mashiach comes, death will be swallowed up forever. Because then... There will be no more death. There will be no more death because the spiritual death of Ra will be removed. Then literal physical death will also not exist. The source of the physical death is spiritual death. What spiritual death? Being disconnected from Hashem. Okay. Now what's the reason? The reason that Dafke that exclusively after Mashiach comes the Ra, meaning spiritual death, 
and also physical death will be removed from the world. Why then? Why only then? Because then, in the times of Mashiach, will be a revelation of much higher light. This light will be so powerful that it will neutralize all opposition. Now, in the Rebbe Marash's Maimer, that this Maimer is based on, he explains that even in the times of the Beis HaMikdosh, and even in the times of the first Beis HaMikdosh, which is the higher of the two as far as Revelation, and especially in the times of Shlema Melech, where the moon was full, meaning it was the heyday of the Jewish people. There was an extremely high revelation. And because of this great revelation, this great spiritual revelation at the times of Shlema Melech, all of the nations, the idolatrous nations, they were presenting themselves to, they wanted to be bottle to, to Shlema Melech and to uh, the Jewish people. And it wasn't because they were defeated in war, not even a threat of war. That's why he was called Shlem. Why? There was peace in his days, real peace. Nevertheless, as high, as great as the revelation was in the times of Shlem Melech, it was still lacking something. There was still a yenika lechetzeinim. There was still a place for the extraneous forces to siphon off a little bit of their own, to get their own hook up a little bit. In other words, they were bottled to Kedusha, the chetzeinim were bottled to Kedusha, but they also had a little bit of a side stash that they could rely on as well. The Yenika they got was only from the back part of Kedusha. They weren't able to pull from a stronger, from a more uh, powerful level of, of, of Chayas from Kedusha, only from Acharaim. But nevertheless, they had some type of a, of a Yenika that they could take. In other words, they could take some of that power for themselves and run with it. The Rebbe says, we could see this actually in the manner of, you can see it in the story. This idea that the, 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 the Goyim were bottled to Shleimah, but in a way that there was still a unique Lechetzeinim, you could see in the story what happened. Kamei, for example, Malchus Shva, the queen of Sheba. That even though she heard about, she was in her land and she heard about Shlema because he was that famous and it impressed her so much and it made her feel uh, bottled to him. And then she even came to him. She saw his wisdom. And then she became nullified before him. The Pesach says she had no spirit left. She was totally, literally, she was blown away. She had no breath. Nevertheless, as much as this story shows how impressed she was and she heard about him and then she wanted to come to him in order to like submit herself to him, but still, she remained a queen. She was still a queen. Shlema treated her with, with, gave her the royal treatment. However, in the messianic future, not so. In the future, there will be no such yunika to the chetzeinim. The, the ra will be completely bottled. So we see in this story, the point being, we see it is 
the highest level of spiritual revelation in the world that ever existed was in the times of Shleim Melech. And in that time, what do we see? That it was the heyday of the Jewish people and that the nations, the idolatrous nations, wanted to be bottled to Shleim Melech and to the Jewish people. Nevertheless, they still retained their own power, their own autonomy. Just they, by their own will, they decided that they want to be good with the Jews. Well, Mashiach comes, it's not going to be that way. It's not going to be voluntary. It's not going to be, well, you know, I could always, you know, if I, if I don't like the, 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 the terms of the deal, I could always walk away. It's just going to be the reality. Everyone's going to accept the fact that uh, Mashiach is, is running the world, and it's going to be for everybody's benefit, and everyone's going to be cool with that. Will there also be Ra, but not mixed with No, there'll be no Ra. Like there'll be no Ra. But sure, yeah, that's right. There's not going back to The potential for Ra will not exist. It won't be separate. So that's what we said. It's not going but we're saying the best we ever had it since Chetet Tzadas was Shleim Melech. And you look at Shleim Melech, and what, what was the situation? Ra still existed, even though it was subjugated. But it still had its own Mitzias. It had. Okay, so we're going to get into what it is in Aveda, how we experience this. We're going to get. Right, okay. Watch it happen right here. Okay. So what's the difference between the times of Shleim Melech, which was pretty good, but Ra still had a little bit of its own autonomy, and times of Mashiach, when Ra will not exist at all, be complete, complete, it'll become completely neutralized. What's the difference? How do we experience this internally in our own lives? These two concepts. What's our Shleim Melech and our Mashiach inside of ourselves? Turn away from evil. Despise evil. Turn away from evil means... In my actions, I turn away from evil. Doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to it? No. Maybe I can't control that. Maybe it's, it's just how I feel. But my behavior is all controlled and I will turn away. As opposed to what? I actually come to a point where I despise anything that is not expressly for the service of Hashem. If it's not for serving Hashem, it doesn't do anything for me. Not attractive to me. Turn away from evil is, you push away the evil. But you don't actually hate it. You just know you're not allowed to do it. You would be very happy if the, you found out, oh, you know that thing? In Shulchan Aruch, yeah, it was a typo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. Okay. Uben Meila. Uben Meila. Ach, So even though he successfully pushes away the Ra, he doesn't do it. He's a Baini. Nisha etzlei adayin nesinus mokim l'ra. There's still a little bit of possibility for that. In fact, we could even say that deep, 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 deep down, there's a trace of love for the Ra. He has a little bit of love for it. He likes it. Like it says in Tanya, it says about a, it says about a tzaddik she'ena gamor. What's the difference between tzaddik she'ena gamor and tzaddik gamor? 
is the the tzaddik she'enai gomer subjugated the ra to the point where it doesn't even rise to his mind or to his heart. It doesn't cause him any impulses. He's a tzaddik after all. He doesn't have any negative impulses. But we say that since he hasn't actually transformed his Yetzirah into a second Yetzirah, which is what the Tzadik Gummer did, so it must mean that deep, deep down, not in a way that he'll consciously ever experience it and he'll have to struggle like a Benini has to struggle, but deep down there must be some acceptance of, of the Ra. Or he would have gone all the way and transformed it. He's probably jealous of the Benini. But Sadiq Shayna Gomer? Yeah. He's probably jealous of the Vainini? Yeah. Why? Uh, that's interesting, but why do you say that? The Vainini's Avaidah is uh, in a larger, in many ways, a more Maisu Pahitic Avaidah than the Sadiq. So maybe he's keeping some of the Ra down low subconsciously, some attachment to it. Oh. So it could be. Uh, oh, so it could be like the Bainini a little bit. Yeah. Okay, but you know it's what? Like hey, I, I say li hybrid. I say li They're both. Yes. They're both matam. But you know, he, he, if the. Yes, and every, every every person in base medrash that's learning wishes they go on with Sayyim. Inside, they don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. there's always there's. A, why isn't this a thing? It's Shayna Gummer. If he, he he could either he could go one or other way, but he could go the other way. It doesn't have to. Be like a band, he could be like a tzaddik gamer. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about tzaddik chain of gamer or tzaddik chain of gamer. Okay. Jealousy is for sure not too open. <laughs> Anyways, where do we see this idea that a, that a little bit of Ava for the Ra still exists. We see even by the tzaddik Shaina Gamer, we see in Tanya, even by the tzaddik Shaina Gamer, there in Perik uh, Yud. But if he'd really hate Ra, he'd completely hate it. There'd be no place of acceptance for it. Dargis Tzadik Gomer. That's the Tzadik Gomer. So the Tzadik Gomer has no Nesinus Mokim. There's no possibility for Ra, for self interest. He hates it. He despises it with ultimate uh, disgust. Anything that is self-interest, anything you do just because you like it, is revolting to a tzaddik gomer. So that's the similar. That's similar to the difference between Mashiach and Shleima Melech. Shleva Melech is like, the Ra is bottle like a person who's pushing away the Ra. He won't do it. He won't give in. There's still an in. The Chetzeinim still have their, 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 their siphon. Even if it's only from the back parts of Kedusha, but they still have their in. Why? Because he still has some sympathy for the Ra. Even though he's successfully pushing it away. who Mashiach will, the whole concept of Mashiach will be like a person, a Tzadik Gomer, who is disgusted by Ra, disgusted by self-interest. That there's no possibility for anything that's not completely surrendered for the purpose of serving Hashem. Yeah. Can you explain Nikas HaChetzeinim, means Chetzeinim, external forces. They have no life for themselves. It's like darkness. It's an absence of light. But the Abishter created the world in such a way that, that they should exist. But they don't have their own kiyum. They don't exist on their own. So where do they get energy from? From Kedusha. Where's a good supply for Kedusha? Jews. Jews are a good place to get Kedusha. That's why the Chetzeinim mess with Jews a lot. That's why when Jews fall, they really fall. And when they mess up, they really mess up and mess everybody else up. Right, they have big impact. Big impact. Yeah. So you need to say always different times of Shlema. And then it's going to walk. 
the way it's set up is that they're only supposed to get Mibichinus Acharayim. But unfortunately, like it talks about in, in, in Kuntur Samayin, when we willfully feed them, then they get from... Then we're just feeding... The Abishta throws over the shoulder to them. But when we will, you know, like we, we actually nurture them and we give them chayas because we think... The chitzayinim the, the, the are like the credit card companies. They send you an envelope and say, wow, look at this. They're giving me money. <laughs> and then you realize, like, a year later, oh, I'm, I'm indebted to them for the rest of my life. So they give you a moment of pleasure, and then you're indebted to them. Because they, they make you think they're there for you, but really, they're users. They need your chayas. And they're going to keep siphoning off of you forever until you make a break with them. So unique as a is basically, in simple words, when a Jew does anything that's not for the service of Hashem, he's giving power to negativity. Um. Would you say shogig amazed? Shogig, so it still comes from the the back end, like acharayim, and you, when you don't get amazed, then you're nurturing. I don't know if there's a difference between shogig and amazed, but I'm saying where does the um, uh, uh, nurture? Begin? I know it's that I know that the Abishter gives a certain um, allotment to the chitzayim. That that's how it's set up. So be, there will be just enough ra in the world to create bechira and all the stuff that it has to be there for. I believe any time that the Ra trips us up and gets it from us, that's already upon him. Yeah, yeah. So. My Hoynish makes a difference, but it's back with her. Wasn't that Shlomo gave to Mahfus Ra that she received from Shlomo Nikas Chatzainim? That she received the Yenikas Chatzainim from him? That he gave her recognition as being an autonomous ruler. How is she Ra? How is she Ra? She's an idol worshiper. Yeah. So what would have been not unique as a chetzeinim if she would have shown up and he would have treated her like a civilian? Well, not treated. Or if she would have been bottled to him and said, I'm, I'm giving up everything, I'm here for you. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, she would have been bottled and said, I'm a civilian. So why was it so after I am? Right. Why was it only Acharayim? Because she still had a level of Bittal when she came. She, she came out of Bittal to him. But she came. She showed up. He wasn't. He wasn't looking for. He wasn't looking for her. She was looking for him. You know, don't call us. We'll call you. But isn't this all saying that there's still Ra in, in Yimaz Meshach? No. <laughs> Why? Well, you're just gonna. You're gonna be disgusted by it, but it's still there. No. It's a no. Now. This, the, the foretaste, the sneak preview of what it'll be like when Mashiach comes is a comparison. We're comparing it to what it's like now. Right, okay. Right. Okay. V'yesh l'hoisif da'alpi ha'mavoy batanya she'geid l'asina l'sitra achra v'amiyos b'rahu k'fi erech g'oid lo'ava l'hashem Tanya there says they're proportionate. That the greatness of his hatred to Sitracha and his disgust for Ra is proportionate to the great love for Hashem. The difference between Sumera Lemoyesbera is not just the manner of negating the Ra, meaning whether you push it away and still like it, or if you get yourself to actually not like it. But actually it's also, it has to do with the greatness of your love for Hashem. Now we can better understand these two ideas as a comparison to Shlema Melech and Mashiach. The Chilak Shibanean Baif and Shlila Sarah, Shibigli Shahibi Meshlema, Yeshadain Nisan's Mokim Nikas Achatsenim, Mashenkim Gilid Lossilove, Mitzara Chilak Shibahem, Bedargus Vaif and Oirva Gilui. Then what's the difference? The difference is the level of revelation of light. 
So just like in a person, the difference between whether he likes the Ra, or potentially likes Ra, yet successfully pushes it away, and, the diff- and, and actually getting to be disgusted by the Ra, is not just about his disgust for Ra, but actually is about his love for Hashem, so too, meaning the negative is just sort of like the flip side of the coin of the positive. So the fact that he, he, he is able to actually dis, be disgusted by the Ra is actually a ref, reflection of his great love for Hashem. So too, the difference between the, the, the degree of bittel that Ra will have when Mashiach comes, as compared to the, the highest degree of bittel that Ra ever had in history, which was in the time of Shlomo, the difference is about the positive, about the level of the light, the holy light that will be revealed in that time. Okay, let's keep going. I don't know. I mean, somebody could do this with a computer search pretty easily. But I think that's probably the most quoted line of Tanya in all of the Rebbe's Torah. Is that first line of Pereglamet Zion of Tanya. I believe. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, now we know that everything that's going to happen when Mashiach comes is actually, it's not like, okay, very briefly, because I want to try to finish this short mimer. Um, what's the difference between intrinsic rewards and, or intrinsic motivation, extrinsic motivation? Extrinsic motivation is you tell a bunch of kids, if you clean up the classroom, everybody will get a prize. But a clean classroom has no relationship with the prize. I mean, you know, everyone's going to get a sticker. Cleaning the classroom does not generate a sticker. There's no cause and effect. It's an arbitrary, inorganic cause and effect that the teacher decided to impose into the situation. But they're little kids, so they don't value the clean classroom. But if you tell an adult, clean up your room, what do I get? A clean room. So, Mashiach is not this arbitrary prize that if everyone will behave themselves for a certain amount of time, then the Ebeshter gives us all a trip to the ice cream shop. Mashiach is, if you'll clean up the world and make it as good of a place as possible, the Ebeshter should be feel comfortable living here, then the Ebeshter will feel, will feel comfortable living here. And then whatever little bits we can't clean up in the end, because it's too tedious, then the Ebishtu will clean up the little, last, he'll do the last little sweeping up. Okay, so Mashiach is a direct outcome of our work. That's the first point we have to establish here. Mashiach is a direct outgrowth, a direct reflection of what we've been doing. The Mizem Muvan. Now, where, where are we going to go from this, logically? The fact that there will be a, a condition of complete neutralization of Ra, that death will no longer exist in the future. Like it's explained in the Rebbe Marsh's Maimer. That through the Jewish people being d- disgusted by Ra. Then there'll be there'll be a revelation of like Hashem says, that he loves Yankiv, he hates Asaf. That will be revealed in the world. And that will cause the removal of the Asaf represents profound self-interest. Right? Everything he does is for himself. Give me, give me. Pour it down my throat. Once that will be, <coughs> once that will be revealed, so then the spirit of impurity will will be removed. Then bilam avos death will be removed. Vihine mekaven. Now, since the Ebishter saw that there are very few tzaddikim, right, like it says in the end of Perek Aleph of Tanya, 
Shesinas haraba tachlas he dagas tadig gomer. Especially the fact that actually hating ra is really not not only all tzadikim, but it's really really hating ra is really only the tzadik tzadik gomer. Vafilo benegela dagas abeinini yidu apiskim halavai abeinini. And then we know about being abein. Even abeinini is a rare level. Vo'inyan debila mavas lanetzach yeh bechol yisrael. Yet, Bila Mavzalanetzach will happen for every single Yid. So hold on a second, what are we saying here? We have a couple steps here. First of all, everything that will happen in the world when Mashiach comes, we made it happen. The world will be like a Tzadik Gomer when Mashiach comes. The Tzadikim will clean our room. The Tzadikim will clean our room. Okay, so that's one That's one possibility. Let's see if the Rebbe agrees with that. Okay. okay. But how can we say the world will be Tzadik Gomor-like? Meaning, there will be no sympathy for the Ra anymore. It will be completely gone. And we caused it. How many Tzadikim Gomorim are there? How many Tzadikim are there? The Ebishter saw that there's very few. And even by Bainini, it says, Halavai Bainini, that there's very few. And yet, this, objectively speaking, this condition of there being a world with no evil and with no death and no impurity will happen for all of us. Through all of us. Through all of us. So it happened for all of us. So it must be that it happened through all of us. So where are we going to find in all of us that we have a relationship to this? That's a tzaddik gomer type thing. So moving muzat, and this is classic, you know, from the Rebbe's style, by the way. The way the Rebbe speaks about Jews, always upping the bar, always blowing your mind, like saying something about you. That you didn't even think, well, you didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Moving is that shavay tzu lisnoyes harabatachlas asina yechel leis gam bebeinim. So we must say, and I don't care how you learn Tanya on your own, but the Rebbe is telling you that the, even though you might have read Tanya and you thought that hating Ra was only a tzaddik, and even within tzaddik, hating Ra is really only tzaddik gomer, the Rebbe says it must be, because you're going to be part of bringing Mashiach, and when Mashiach comes, we see the effect, so we know what the cause must be. The effect will be no more Ra, no more possibility for Ra. So it must be that even Bain and Im can do this, and even those who are lower than the level of Bainini, we won't say the name of that category. Yeah. So even those who are not even Bainanim. Uh oh, talking about you, Israel. Now, how is this possible? We, the Rebbe just said that every single yid, tzaddik, benini, and even, I'll say the word, Russia, is shaykh to not only pushing away the evil, but actually despising the evil. How is that possible? It's not what I saw in Tanya. The b'chol echad v'echad misro, every single yid, yeshnam zmanim yuchadim. There's a moment, at least there's a moment. Or the Rebbe says, There are moments. There are moments in your life. Maybe it's while you're davening. Or maybe it's while you're learning. Or maybe it's while you're doing a mitzvah that you have a special passion in. Whoa! Or even, let's say, you're doing something that's not even a mitzvah, right? It's, it's optional, but you're doing it just for the sake of serving Hashem. You know the difference between L'Shem Shemaim and is L'Shem Shemaim means the thing itself is not of Edith Hashem, but it's L'Shem Shemaim. Means that the thing itself wouldn't normally be for the service of Hashem, but you made it to be for the service of Hashem. For example, um, like it says in the end of 
uh, Pedagess about the, the way that Amam learned medicine and turned it into Kedusha. Shibeshazu, who meister as kol mitziusai, a gitzachiber in Gansen. See, here's the point. Like we were saying before, Ra is the self interest. Toiv is Kedusha, is Bittel. The point is, at that moment, when he's doing this, when, he says, when he's, he's learning or he's davening or he's doing a mitzvah that he's particularly passionate about, or even when he's doing something with Shem Shemaim, or even when he's taking something that's not a mitzvah, but he's turning it into a, into a sort of turning it into a mitzvah. At that time, his self-interest has been <coughs> sidelined. So, he gives himself over complete. He surrendered. That's the point. The point is surrender. means the, yeah, the, 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 the self-interested uh, actions. And that is like a tzaddik gomer. At that moment, he's having a tzaddik gomer moment. The self-interest has been that's completely uh, sidelined. Shouldn't be momentarily also? That's his Mashiach moment. Right, but then the results. So that's what he's asking. So read the next. And since that moment, spiritually, that moment is eternal because only in this world. Is it only happening at this moment? But in the spiritual worlds, that moment is eternal. And that's how there's a certain eternality in his moment of complete loss of self-interest that will manifest in an eternal nullification of Ra. I think we're going to finish it if we go fast. Let's go. Let's try to finish. Okay. Okay, this is the last chapter. Hey. Vizehu This is what it means the death will be swallowed up forever. As long as Tevinra are still mixed, as long as the beauty or the refinement of the world has not yet been, been completed, even in the heyday of the Jewish people, even in the highest possible way that it's been, meaning the times of Shleim Melech, Yesh Inyanamisa. There's always going to be death under those conditions. As long as there's a little, even a tiny little bit of a in, a foot in the door for self-interest, then Misa will exist in the world. In order, like we said at the beginning of the Mimer, in order to not allow that Ra to exist forever. This is also the reason... Why the Gemara says, the Gemara in Shabbos says that Tzadikim will return to the dust a moment before Tchiasamesim. Even though decomposition holds no sway over them. Even though that for could be hundreds or, or thousands of years, certain tzaddikim are, they've passed away already without any decomposition. And now why, all of a sudden, they will disintegrate just instantaneously right before and then come back together. Since the Chetitz Adas created this combination of Tev and Ra in the whole world, even the bodies of Tzadikim are going to require some type of refinement. If you read the notes, it says it's not Mamash. 
Yeah, so in Ha'odah 36, it says, spirit So, Nafshitia Ka'afar means complete bittel, and so it could be. Lachayda, the tzaddikim should have it either way. What about the gufim of the people who are alive when the shef comes? How come we don't need this? That's what he said. This disintegration. That's what he said. He's not talking about the life. He's talking However, not so in the future, after Triasamesim, then the Tumah will, will no longer exist. Then there will be no Misa. Then the body will live forever. The Gam. Lahadeya, the Mashakos of Kianar ben Mea Shona Yamus, Suk Pshutai. Even according to, you know, there are different days about what the world will, will be like after Mashiach comes, and we're not really sure how any of them will play out until they do. But as far as, you know, after Triasamesim, will people live forever, or they'll just live a long time, or. Well, even according to the opinion that people will die, but. They'll live for a long time, and dying at a hundred years will be considered, you know, a premature death. That's why it says that Hanar ben Meashana Yamus. And, you know, according to that opinion, there will be death after Triasamesim. Hurak ben Negeel ben Nayach. The Rebbe says, however, that's only talking about ben Nayach. Masha'en kim ben Negeel Yisrael. But by Yisrael, Yibila Mavos Lenatzach. And even more than that, the Gama Misa Shetia Ledeazu, Bibnei Neach, Hiloi Misa Mamash. Oh, and by the way, even that which will happen to the Bnei Neach, it's not Misa Mamash, not, not actual death as you know it. Ela Nefila. It just means a fall, a spiritual fall. Demandanofil Medarge Ikremis. Falling is considered a type of death. That through the holy sparks that are absorbed in them, in the Nayach, they'll get refined and then those sparks will rise up. So comparatively or relatively, their physical bodies are called Ra. Compared to what? Compared to the holy sparks of energy that are keeping their bodies alive. So that, that part, Yipulamata, the physicality of it, the ra, the relative ra of it will fall away. But that is only speaking about Umasailam. Masha'in can be Yisrael, Yisala Haguf Gashmi, Gam Haguf. That, however, with the with the Yisrael, with the Bnei Yisrael, then even the body will be lifted up with the elevation of the sparks. Shigamaguf yizin meruchnias kamei haneshama. What does that mean? That it means the physical body will also be sustained spiritually, just as the neshama is sustained spiritually. but and even more than that, Actually, what will happen? By Bnei Yisrael, is the body will have a certain superiority over the soul, which 
metaphorically we refer, we refer to in Chassidus as Nekeva Tesevev Gever that the female will, will surpass the male soul and body metaphorically in Kabbalah are referred to as uh, male and female like <coughs> Avram and Sarah so we will see the superiority of the female, of Malchus, of the recipient in the times of Mashiach. And also that means we will see the superiority of the body, the eternal body that lives forever and has no decay or uh, slowing down or falling apart because it's completely holy. And in fact, we'll see a certain holiness in the body that's greater than the, than the holiness of the soul. After, after Tchiyas And all of this will be literal, in the most literal sense, here in this physical world. Amen. Amen.